Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by columnist Mike Finger. He's on the show to talk about Tim Duncan's induction into the Hall of Fame. Welcome back to the show, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Looking forward to it. Um, I mean, what can we say about Tim Duncan, really? The shocking, controversial news that the Hall of Fame is allowing Tim Duncan into its halls. I mean, that's got to surprise everybody, doesn't it? It's stunning. Stunning. Yes. Uh, I don't don't even know where to begin because I think Madeline Skye had one of the really good articles that really resonated with me about growing up as like a 90s kid with Tim Duncan in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, When did your tenure start with... The uh, the Express News here. Were you here before he was drafted or, or after? Uh, I'm not quite that. I'm close to that old, but not quite that old. Uh, I started in d- December of '99, so it was right into the, um, the 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 Spurs had had just won the title, um, which kind of I mean, when you talk about the impact that one kid from the Virgin Islands had on a city. I mean, you, you go back to that year, um, he led the Spurs to their first NBA championship, as we all know. And uh, for people who might have been 90s kids or 2000s kids or younger, you might not realize that before that point, the Spurs were always seemingly in danger of leaving. Um, the, the San Antonio was nervous for years that... They might not be able to hold on to the only pro sports team in the city. And, uh, you know, when when the Spurs won that title in 99, not only did it kind of legitimize the franchise and and give the city something to be proud of, but it it enabled the AT&T Center to be built because before then it was the Alamodome and the Alamodome was not a building made for uh, for the NBA. And so it. It's easy when someone goes into a Hall of Fame to kind of overstate the impact, but with Tim, it's almost the opposite. You you almost can't adequately describe how much he meant because in in a, in a way, it wasn't just one guy, sure, but in a way, he did help save a, a franchise for an entire city. And I remember when you talk about you know the my early days at the Express News. I guess it was the, the next year in, in 2000. Um, I'd, I'd been in the sports department for a few months. And at the end of that season, this was summer of, of 2000. Timmy had been a spur for three years at that point. He had been hurt that that 2000 postseason, and the, he did not play for the Spurs in their playoff loss. Well, he was going to be a free agent that summer. And, and one of the fun stories I did during that summer was go out and talk to the people of San Antonio about how important Tim was and how scared they were that he was going to leave and go to Orlando, which was a, which was a possibility back then. He flew to Orlando. He was going to be a, a, maybe be a magic with Grant Hill, I believe, and Doc Rivers. And he ended up staying and, and the rest is history. I only knew the Spurs as these perennial contenders and Uh always as always being in the playoff picture. That's how I remember it. So you telling me about how they were in danger of of being relocated somewhere else that that almost doesn't even 
I can't even compute that in my head. Right. They're, they're such an integral part of the fabric of the city. And, and they always have been. And really, it's not that Tim Duncan made the Spurs winners when they hadn't won before. You know, David Robinson had been around for years before that. There was George Gervin back in the day. The Spurs actually, when you go back over the history of the NBA since their inception, they won a higher percentage of their games than anybody, Lakers included. Um, so, so the Spurs always have been a, a, a winning franchise. They've won more than they've lost. But, you know, economics and, you know, um, money talks in this in this business as it talks in most businesses and prior to that championship the spurs wanted an arena that they might not have been able to get but that championship kind of made them really popular the voters overwhelmingly supported the at&t center and that and that kept them around one thing you mentioned a little while ago was how for hall of fame inductees it's it might be easy to overstate Mm -hmm. their significance to a franchise. Tim Duncan is being uh, inducted alongside Kobe Bryant. And it almost feels like they're diametrically opposed. When Kobe Bryant's like this larger than life known around the world figure. And Tim Duncan was almost like comically silent and humble and, you know, the, the fashion and stuff, (laughs) the jokes write themselves. Um, But he, he really was all time great. I have the numbers here. He's, so Tim Duncan was one of three players to win the Wooden Award, NBA Rookie of the Year, NBA MVP, NBA Finals MVP, NBA All-Star Game MVP, alongside Larry Bird and Michael Jordan as the only two other players to do it. Like his significance to the game is it can't be overstated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and in a way like this is almost too perfect that he's going in with somebody who's going to get more attention. Um, it's, 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 it's fitting to his legacy. It it wouldn't have, it, it, it wouldn't be a Tim Duncan induction if he hogged the limelight, if, if people weren't talking about somebody else and listen, Kobe Bryant, an amazing legacy himself. And, and you talk about numbers when you talk about championships and MVPs and all those types of things that they're, they're almost eerily similar in terms of production, Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant over the years, in terms of what they did, uh, first team All NBA uh, championships, MVPs, all those types of things. Um, but I think Tim is totally fine with not being the glamour uh, draw to this event. I think he's he's going to be more emotional than maybe people expect. The, kind of a preview that we saw a couple of years ago was when he had his Jersey retired at the AT&T center. And he talked a little bit longer than maybe people expected. It wasn't the longest speech by, by any means, but I I think he's got David Robinson introducing him at the hall of fame this weekend. And I know that will mean a lot to him. I know that he, if, if nothing else, will have a lot of people to thank. Uh, Always been a humble guy, always uh, been very cognizant of people who have contributed to his career. But, but yeah, uh, I, some people say it's, 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 oh, it's a shame that, that he's not going to get the the limelight that more people will be talking about Kobe. I, I think Tim is just fine with that. And I, I think also the Spurs are playing a game on the same night. Right. Well, we, we, we just found out that game is going to be played in the afternoon. So Spurs fans will be able to watch the, uh, the game at one o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday 
and then the Tim Duncan uh, uh, Hall of Fame induction will be after that. So, so people will be able to enjoy both, which is a good thing. Did you get to interact with Tim during your time here with the Express News? Uh, it's 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 funny. Of course, you know that there there were many many interviews, but there was always this question of of how much he really knew about each individual reporter who was asking him questions. It wasn't <laughs> like like you knew you had conversations with Manu with uh, Demar Derozan. I mean those those guys kind of it was a uh, a give and take. Tim always very guarded, a funny guy, a good interview at times, but. There were there were also moments, and, and and I won't go into too many details, but where you realize that he knew exactly who he was speaking to most of the time. He didn't like to let on that he knew who reporters were or who basically anybody outside of the team was. But a guy like that, the way he studied the game, the way he studied everything, you you probably knew that he he knew as much about you as you knew about him, uh, and that's that's kind of. The story of this uh, of this induction again ha- has there been a a true Hall of Famer in, in, in every sense of the word of the modern era that we sort of knew less about than Tim Duncan uh, because he he doesn't allow people into his lives these days you know everybody's everybody's on Instagram or TikTok or some kind of social media. You see what, what, what people are doing every moment of their lives. And Tim just never saw the point in that. And he might be the last guy of his stature that has, has an air of uh, mystery about him, uh, which I think is kind of cool too. And also, I mean, him and Kobe almost their entire career with one team. That's also yeah. pretty much unheard of these days. It is. It is. And, um, you know, we, we might not every, every time we talk about someone's legacy, there's a tendency to say, Oh, we might not see anybody like him again. But I I really think with Tim, it's, it's accurate. And sure. There might be a guy who sticks around one team for as long as he did. But when you talk about a hall of famer, one of the greatest of all time, a top 10 player for sure of all time, sticking around a market like San Antonio for an entire career. Mm-hmm. I would I would be comfortable going on the record saying that will never happen again because it's one thing to get signed, uh, drafted, traded for as a, as a rookie like Kobe did mm-hmm. uh, and end up in Los Angeles and stay there because that's where all the marketing is of, of course you have impetus to stay there. That's where you can get free agents to come there. You can, that can be a glamor destination for, for a player like that, whoever the next Tim Duncan is, whoever the next Kobe Bryant is, whoever the next, you know, Zion Williamson is, you know, Zion's a good example. He's in new Orleans, which is not a major market. I, I would be shocked if a guy like that, first of all, has a career like Tim and, and Kobe did. But second of all, to stay in a small market for almost two decades, I'm I'm not sure that is ever going to happen, not only in the NBA, but in in major pro sports again. Well, I have to agree with that. Um, Mike, thanks again for joining the show. Always a pleasure to have you on. Enjoyed being here. 